Hey guys, it's James Robert, and I'm excited to share Amy McGraw's digital growth journey story with you here in a moment. Amy is the VP of Marketing and Chief Experience Officer for Tropical Financial based out of South Florida. And she's been a member of the digital growth program for the past five years. When listening to her story, it's just so good to reflect on the progress that she's not only made with her financial brand, but also all the progress that she's made on her own personal journey of growth. Enjoy this episode. Listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales, and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Digital Growth Journeys series, where James Robert uncovers and explores some of the industry's biggest digital marketing and sales stories of success. Let's get into the show. Greetings and hello, I am James Robert Lay and welcome to another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Digital Growth Journey series and I'm excited to welcome Amy McGraw to the show because she really has such an archetypal prepare for the worst, hope for the best story that's been unfolding over the past four or five years. And as we are in these strange and dynamic times, um, evolving and dynamic. Evolving and dynamic. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So, Chief Experience Officer, VP of Marketing at Tropical Financial. What is one thing that you're excited about? And I, and it sounds like a funny question, but I think as financial brand leaders, it's important that we keep maintain a positive mindset during times of chaos and crisis because. We have to lead with courage because courage is contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's sort of strange to think how far we've come is all sort of being upended in a way with what is happening right now with uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 throughout the throughout the world. Yeah. But I also know that, especially when I have my meetings, my, I have a daily meeting with my team right now since we're all obviously working from home about not losing sight of what we've started with our our Get Beyond Money platform. And I think that it's taken us four years, not only in terms of getting HubSpot and workflows and emails and our members as contacts and our, our HubSpot system talking to our data warehouse, all of that has happened over time, but it also has positioned us perfectly to respond to what is still yet to come with people's finances really being decimated by what's going on in the marketplace and the economy. So it, it really, the one thing I think that is hopeful for me and for my team is the fact that we are perfectly positioned to help our members now and going into the future with what we've built so far. You know, and you bring such good points there because it's been a journey. It hasn't happened overnight. It's built upon the foundation upon foundation upon foundation and really at the heart of all of that is a purpose a purpose that for you personally for your team for tropical financial that has transcended the promotion of dollars and cents and commoditized products but a purpose that's been built around i think it's going to be more important as we move beyond this COVID-19 health crisis and into the COVID-19 financial health crisis, one that's 
puts you in a really good place. What is that purpose? It's interesting because years ago, before we really created the get beyond money mindset and movement, our purpose was educate first, sell second. That was something that was put into place internally three years ago. So creating the idea of getting beyond money and getting beyond the stress of money was what get beyond money was created for now more than ever, because people right now are at a completely different level of stress than they were just two weeks ago. And right now the stress is physical, mental, emotional, but that is easily going to lead into financial. There are so many people who are losing their jobs. And even those who haven't lost their jobs, they don't know what the future is going to look like. What is the new normal going to be? So that stress of all those other things and then add on top of it, how am I going to pay my bills after the money from the government runs out? What's going to happen next? That is going to cause more havoc to their emotional, to their physical beings going forward. So that's where we can take everything that we've built up to this point, because the concepts are gonna remain true in terms of how to save money, how to not have it rule your life, how to set goals, how to, even today we were talking about the fact that if one of your things was how much money you spend on coffee every week, well, chances are you're not spending that right now. So what are you doing with that five, seven, eight dollars every day? What are you doing with that money that you could possibly put away and make it work for you? Those concepts are still going to remain true. It's just that we can take that content and repurpose it for a new situation. You know, when hearing you walk through this, you and I were having a a side discussion before we started recording, and we talked about, and you mentioned this, the mental state, the emotional state, the physical state. As financial brand leaders, whether you're in marketing or sales or just the leadership team, it's important to understand what's going on inside the brains of the people within the communities that we serve. And something that I shared with you was was a modified version of the Kubler-Ross model because, you know, digital growth is a lot about change management. Well, there's seven stages of grief, and those are, we begin with shock, then we move into denial, anger, bargaining, trying to find a way out, depression, then we're going to test some new solutions, and finally, hey, we're going to accept the new normal. Not only are we dealing with this massive change internally at this time, the people that we're helping are also dealing with this personally, family, I mean, community, small business, so... You've been through that. You've lived through kind of those seven stages of transformation on this digital growth journey. If you can go back in your mind, you know, four or five years ago, what was it that helped you guide yourself, number one, but guide your team? Because this is not something that that you can do alone if you're going to lead your team through this chaotic and, and time of crisis. I think one of the things I can point to right away is that don't be ruled by fear that Mm. um i've always said in terms of failure failure shouldn't be feared it should be something that looks that you look it's it's simply the isolation of that which does not work that's what i i always tell my kids my team it isn't something to fear it is something to put your arms around to learn from that's a learning experience we all go through through those things nobody's perfect so there's so much to do when you want when you're making a digital transformation and it's not something that you can go, okay, here's my checkoff list of things to do. And then when I check off this last thing on my list, I will be have digitally transformed. 
because as you check off things, there are more things that are being added. It is a journey. It is not uh, a destination is the goal. The goal is the journey to just stay on top of it and keep moving. But if you at any point in time encounter something on your checklist that scares you or that you're afraid isn't gonna work or you don't believe in or you're afraid to move forward, if you stop there yet things continue to add to your list, you're done, you're, you're dead in the water. You cannot let yourself be ruled by fear. And you have to make sure that the team, your team that you're leading, as well as your fellow leaders, also are, are on board full 100% and don't dip their toe in the water, wanna run the other direction. And there are, I mean, yes, there are little like tactics along the way that you may have to go, eh, dip the toe in the water, it's not working, run the other way. Those little things are okay, but learn from them, pivot, try something different, but don't let it stop you, stall you out from continue to move. So fear is the number one thing you cannot be ruled by. Courage would be the thing that you have to put your arms around, hold tight, and like you said before, it's contagious. You show it, your team will show it. Yeah, you know, I talk about this the circle of chaos that a lot of financial brands I feel like are stuck in where they look at digital as something that they're dabbling in, but they're confused, they're frustrated, they're overwhelmed. They're living in this state of conflict, and there are four steps that I call clarity, courage, commitment, and ultimately that will lead to confidence. And so one of the things that I'm hearing from you, and, and I've, I've watched you over the years, <laughs> is your commitment to learning. You are a lifelong student because as you move forward, the environment's gonna change very quickly. Uh, in some cases, as <laughs> we're seeing now with this COVID-19 crisis, but also when you talk about failure, you know, you, you, you've mentioned, you've tried this get beyond money thing, yep. you know, two years in a row and it was a struggle. So talk to me a little bit about like learning. Cause even you like Adam Sandler, you've gone back to school. Yes, I have. It's actually quite an eye opening experience being someone in their mid fifties um, in grad school where the majority of the students truly are coming right out of college. But that's a whole other story. But yes, it is a lifelong learning process. And when I think back to the get beyond money, what we tried to do, it was actually, this is our third, or we're coming into our fourth year because we've almost had a full year of working on get beyond money. But prior to that, we had two other platforms that we we're working on with different agencies but they couldn't grasp the idea. They couldn't get where we wanted to go and they were creating things that already existed. Well, that didn't, that doesn't help. And so we had to cut ties with both of those other two agencies and um, literally go back to the drawing board with my team because we were not gonna be deterred. We knew what we wanted to do. We knew we could establish it. We knew we could launch it. We knew it would be successful. At least we hoped, you're right. And but we needed to be able to find some entity to help us get it to where we needed needed it to go. It took a while. We got there. Granted, with your help, we actually, uh, you were the one who really helped put us on the right path for us to be able to do it ourselves. And I think that was part of it too. We were trying to say, this is what we're thinking to Mr. Agency, go, so we can work on other things. The way that you helped us approach it was, I'm gonna help you think about the blueprint but you guys are gonna to have to do it, it's yours. This is something that you've put your, your heart and soul into and only you know what you really wanna do with it. You're the only ones who really know your market. So here's the blueprint, now you guys do it. And that's what we ended up doing and it worked and it's working now. <laughs> well, I, I think that's the biggest learning of all of this is it start with the end in mind. 
like what does the ideal future look like for a financial brand if we can come to a common agreement of hey this is where we'd like to be and that's one of the reasons i asked this question let's assume that we're having a conversation we're having coffee cocktails you know two years from now and you're in a really good place you got a smile on your face what has to happen between now until then for you to feel good about the progress that you've made on your journey and if we can like get into that, then we can determine what are the roadblocks that are going to stand in your way. And then what are the opportunities that you'll be able to capture along the way that provides so much clarity, those three simple questions, but really deep thinking uh, facilitation around that. But most importantly, when I think back of the progress that you've made personally with get beyond money is you went and you, you know, you talk to people and it really comes back to the purpose to begin this conversation you went in, well, what's bothering you? What's, what's, what's keeping you up at night? How can we use this platform to educate, to empower, to elevate you? And now in this time of crisis, it's, uh, golly, the, 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 the opportunities are, are somewhat endless. Yeah. It's interesting because I think one the, the mistake that I made the two other times was I had put my full faith and force into a digital solution. Hmm but I didn't take the time to talk to people about the human context that digital was gonna be put in. I actually saw a TED talk just yesterday, I was watching a TED talk, I, I cannot remember the woman's name, but she was talking exactly about how people, so many people put so much, so much faith into big data to solve all the world's problems, but they don't think about the human context that has to be added in, the thick data as she referred to it. As if you don't take the human, if you take human completely out, you're not going to be able to have a solution meant for humans. So you have to be able to put the human back in. And that was what we did this time. We kind of went, let's start from the very beginning. And we held multiple focus groups, both online and um, over the phone with individuals that we we were targeting and asked them series of questions. So it wasn't just a survey of check this, check this. It was little conversations with individuals that were in our target audience to find out what is it that they want? What is it that they're looking for? And it comes down to like the very first platform, we were trying to create a college online course of financial education. That's not what they want. They didn't want that at all. (laughs) They wanted somebody to help them with their unique situations, but not wiggle a finger in their face and say, you got to do it this way. They don't want that. They actually push back against that. They want to do things their way. They just want to be told how can they do what they want to do and be effective at it with the resources that they have. I think that's what they wanted. And that's what Gipping Your Money is all about. Technology has transformed our world and digital has changed the way consumers shop for and buy financial services forever. Now consumers make purchase decisions long before they walk into a branch, if they walk into a branch at all. But your financial brand still wants to grow loans and deposits. We get it. Digital growth can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming for any financial brand marketing and sales leader. But it doesn't have to because James Robert wrote the 
book that guides you every step of the way along your digital growth journey. Visit www.digitalgrowth.com to get a preview of his best-selling book, Banking on Digital Growth, or order a copy right now for you and your team from Amazon. Inside, you'll find a strategic marketing manifesto that was written to transform financial brands, and it is packed full of practical and proven insights you can start using today to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Now, back to the show. I think another thing that has made Get Beyond Money so powerful, and it really has the transformative potential, not only for what you're doing at Tropical through marketing, but also culturally as the chief experience officer, even within the communities. And and this is something that you learned through your studies, uh, going through your master's program, uh, the unifying idea, the central idea from storyscaping. Storyscaping, uh, yeah. That yeah. It's the, the unifying idea. It, it's such a powerful, like three word, four word, almost actionable call to action. We spent so much time here studying story and narrative, but you really are calling people to action. Two, three things get beyond money. So talk to me about how you're applying this purpose, not only externally with marketing, but as you're moving forward internally, culturally, because people have to be at the center of this. Yes, externally, but don't forget, we also have our internal audience as well. Right. Well, we had to do... um... When we launched Get Beyond Money, we did training in, inside because there was, there's a part of the Get Beyond Money money coaching session where our employees are interacting with um, these members or potential members to create a plan for them. So that, that was important that they had that training. But we hadn't started doing the whole cultural change yet because we needed a proof of concept. We needed to be able to pilot this thing and see it doesn't actually resonate with the market really hard to know you go with you go in with your data you go in with your the results of the focus group and you build around that but it doesn't necessarily mean what you build is actually going to work considering no one's ever done it before so it's really hard to know so we created the proof of concept we piloted it for three months and it was working it was resonating people were signing up they loved the quiz they loved it was just it definitely was working The next step though, because there was a disconnect of actually getting people into the branches to speak with the member service reps. So now we're, before we put out another big push out in the media, now we're working on internally. The idea of get beyond money as part of our culture. What used to be educate first, sell second is being replaced with helping people get beyond money. So even to the point where we're not there yet, but at some point, even when somebody is walking in the door and sitting down with you, you pick up the phone, thank you for calling Tropical Financial, how can we help you get beyond money today? Those kinds of things, those little things that can help really integrate the platform, the idea, the movement into who we are at Tropical Financial Credit Union. You talked about the pilot program, and I think that's such a great lesson to consider and take away at other financial brands, because how much... You know, if we look at legacy operations, we spend all of this time, effort, and energy thinking that we're going to launch something, and that's going to be that's going to be it. We're going to just we're going to get behind it. And in today's fast pace, ever changing, exponentially changing world, driven not only by digital but consumer behavior, competition, and and now things like the environment. How have you been able to pivot? 
quickly to deal with this change and almost kind of throw out previous plans. I think you're almost, because I know how you operate, you're programmed that way because I know one of the diagnostic tools we use is Colby and it, it looks at your, 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 the way that you operate, it's your OS, your operating system. You have a nine quick start, so you can really rapidly adjust to changing environment. But talk to me a little about, about what's going on right now and some of the changes that you're having to make and how you're having to, to communicate that to other people. I think it's interesting because when you say right now, right now is such an odd time because literally if we'd had this conversation a month ago, mm. it would be completely different than what I would be saying today. Of course. Um, and a month from now might be completely different again. The thing that I that I love about my particular team, the marketing team itself, is that we all agree change is something that is to be embraced and we are ones that really love change and can adapt to it very quickly. When we're having our daily meetings now, because they used to be um, weekly meetings, now we're having daily meetings, we're talking about what we can do to help our members down the line. We are doing our checklist for today, the definite, you know, what branches are closed, what branches are open, what hours are there, blah, blah, blah. All that absolutely is necessary. And all that communication, avoiding fraud, avoiding scammers, that's all very, very necessary. But we also are doing those checklist little things, but also looking weeks, months down the road of what's going to change. How, and, and there's guesswork because let's face it, nobody, this is unprecedented. Nobody knows what's going to happen. But we're trying to anticipate what's going to happen and what those needs are going to be beyond the emergency loans and things like that to keep people level set and stable, There's some stability, rather than feeling like they're gonna be lost in swimming in a sea of the unknown. Yes. So there's, I think it is very positive that my little team is very, very good at change. Now, expand that out to the credit union in general. There will always be those legacy people who are holding on to the past for dear life. And we're encountering that and we're dealing with that one-on-one, -on -one, a lot of just coaching, a lot of coaching. That's another part of our culture now is there's a ton of coaching going on to get people in the mindset that this is the new normal. We can't go backwards. Backwards yesterday is never going to happen again. Learn from yesterday, but don't hold on to yesterday. So there's a lot of coaching going on about embracing this new reality and this new future. And I mean that not only with the whole COVID crisis, but also with just the get beyond money and this whole idea of culture of helping people to get beyond the stress of everyday money to get to the more important things in life. So it's an ongoing conversation. I do it with uh, uh, our leaders every quarter. We have a quarterly managers meeting uh, with all of our leaders. And then I'm also going into the different departments. Our team is actually going to different branches before this all happened. Anyway, it was a once a week or every month, each one of us will have visited at least one branch, if not more. Hopefully we visit all the branches every month to reinforce the Get Beyond Money messaging that we're doing, as well as answer any questions that they have. Yeah. So it's a process. So when you think about everything that's going on right now, if you reflect on where you've been over the past four or five years along your digital growth journey, you've made progress every step of the way. What is one thing that you can recommend to other financial brand leaders, their marketing teams, their sales team? Because look, I, the future's bright. 
I feel there's a lot of opportunity over the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months. But what is one thing that you could recommend to them as they look to move forward and make progress along their own digital growth journeys? One thing would be just to to believe in yourself and believe that you can do this. Doubt is something that can absolutely destroy plans and destroy goals. Now, I understand, you know, you might have to move things, change things in your journey. Understand that that's not the same thing as doubting yourself. Just keep believing. Look to other people who have been successful. Look to them like a mentor almost to come in and sort of help guide you or at least encourage you along your journey. Because if you give up, like remember that checklist I talked about, it's gonna keep growing because there's no end. And if you begin to doubt yourself and stall yourself out, you won't, it won't, it won't happen. And you'll be your own worst enemy. So just don't give up, believe in yourself and look to others who've been successful to help encourage you along your way. Well, you've you've done that today in today's conversation. And I know that you are you're such a positive force, both internally and then just across the industry as a whole. What, Thank you. <laughs> how might someone just be able to get in touch with you if they have a question, they just want to connect with you? Uh, yeah, what's the best, best way for them to connect with you? Best way is um, you can always check me out on LinkedIn. I don't uh, spend a lot of time on LinkedIn nowadays just because of, of what's going on. But also anybody at any time is welcome to email me at, uh, at, at the credit union. I'm more than happy to reach out to anybody. And that's the fastest way because I'm always checking my email at work. Awesome. Awesome. Amy, thank you so much. Thanks for joining me. Great story. Great conversation. And I know that you and your team will continue to do well. Your financial brand will continue to do well in the weeks and months to come as we all get through this together. Thank you. Appreciate it. Stay until safe. Ne- yeah, until, yeah, until next time, be well, do good, and wash your hands. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. Like what you hear? Tell a friend about the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and subscribe while you're there. To get even more practical and proven insights, visit www.digitalgrowth.com to grab a preview of James Robert's best-selling book, Banking on Digital Growth, or order a copy right now for you and your team from Amazon. Inside you'll find a strategic marketing and sales blueprint framed around 12 key areas of focus that empower you to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Until next time, be well and do good.